Hey there, I'm Simeon. And I'm Mary. And welcome to the Two Nerds. And their journey through the essential literacy practices. Whole new worlds were created as rock pushed on into unexplored territory. Within arms generally, there's always the feeling that one has to innovate and reevaluate and move on. Hey, I'm Simeon. And we're here today with Randy and Adam, and we're going to talk a little bit about the leadership perspective on the essentials. Adam, Randy, introduce yourselves. I'm Randy Linquist. I'm the Associate Superintendent for Academic Services at Muskegon ISD. Uh, hi, nerds. I'm Adam Bain, and I am the Superintendent at Holton Public Schools. So just in real general terms, maybe talk about what you guys are involved in here with the essentials in Muskegon and what that looks like. Well, I'll start. We just left a committee meeting of a, of a literacy leadership group that talked about how we can help leaders in our county uh, get better at using the essentials to improve instruction in their classrooms and really how we can empower principals and other administrators to use the essentials uh, for that purpose. It was pretty exciting to talk about that, too, because trying to find better ways to support our principals. They have a very tough job and, and the essentials are important, but, you know, they, we have to help them with that and try to get them through their day to day busy work, but also be able to lead through these essentials. For me, getting the opportunity to serve on the Literacy Leadership Committee has been really powerful, especially as a newer superintendent that is working to support our elementary literacy efforts. We have a few teachers at the elementary who are engaged in some of this work around the literacy essentials, and we're continuing to work to grow the understanding and utilization of that resource. But it's so critical, like Randy was saying, that really connecting with the principal to help drive some of this work and to support, frankly, people willing to take a risk and to do something that's new and different and uh, really founded in the research to make real profound differences in our, our kids' abilities to be literate individuals that are able to take their future and turn it into whatever they wish it to be. I would just add something to that, that, you know, just like our teachers, our principals work very, very hard. We need to find ways to better support them in the county. I think that what we talked about tonight with the school essentials and those things around that could could help them because uh, it's a tough job. Leadership's important and that helps drive things in the building. And so we need to support our principals in a better way. So I'm just thinking about how busy we all are, right? And I'm imagining in the role of a superintendent or associate superintendent at ISD, there's a lot of different items that cross your plate. So I want to ask you guys both, why the essentials? What is What do they mean for you? Well, to me, it gives us a common platform to speak from and that's research-based, which is important. So it's not like we're grabbing something out of the dark and just saying, here, try this, but it's it's very research-based and I think that's a great platform to start from. And it's common across all the districts then. So if we can lead from that standpoint, I think we have a better chance of improving instruction across the county and all of our buildings using that common platform of the essentials. Yeah, and I agree with Randy. I mean, it's it's so critical for us to think through as we're working with kids Teaching and learning has become so sophisticated, and it is not just teachers standing in front of the classroom and providing instruction in this traditional format that sometimes many of us have experienced and and in some ways might still see that exists today. But what we know about how the brain works and where research has gone as we're trying to develop skills in kids and where their gaps may be and how we intervene to make that growth. This really is a resource that helps guide us to be able to do that. And one of the things that makes me so excited about the literacy standards is when we when we standardize this level of work in such a sophisticated way, we end up undermining the fact that a kid's zip code can dictate their future outcomes in so many ways. And when we approach our work in a standardized way and we're really able to inform how we intervene on kids, 
no longer is the zip code the factor that determines whether or not a kid is successful. It's the interventions that we're putting in place and it's our awareness of what a kid needs in order to grow that becomes the focus. So then we're really giving equity for all kids. Spot on. <laughs> regardless of their zip code. And when I look at work that we're doing and, and I think about the literacy essentials and teachers getting coaches, and I think what excites me is thinking about tonight's work. Wouldn't it be just beautiful for all of us to have coaches Absolutely. and support? Wouldn't it be cool if we could have a coaching network for our principals? Yes. I mean, that, that would be amazing to me to have that in the county and be able to allow that support to happen for our principals who sometimes are on an island by themselves and they need that support from their colleagues and from a coach or others. You know, speaking of an island, I think sometimes we do feel that way a lot in education. And I know there are things going on, I don't want to say on the periphery or on the fringes, but not within schools, but around schools in the community to help support literacy. I'm wondering, could you guys mention anything that you're aware of that you're involved in to really help bolster the work that's happening in schools too? Sure. We have a group called Thrive that engages our community leaders along with educators to talk about important things like reading and math for students in their proficiency by third grade. And the concept behind Thrive is to try to get all those players in the same room on the same page to work towards the same direction. So as opposed to community leaders working on a certain reading initiative and educators working on something different around reading, trying to get them working in the same direction. They are now talking about some family engagement things that they can do f- to help reading in the county. And they're looking at those things that are outside of the school, which is pretty critical. So how do you engage doctors or those that are seeing new families in their offices? How can you engage them in some reading practices to help? Or they even have talked about how to engage those that, are, that have been incarcerated and coming out and back into society, and but have families to support. And so how do you engage them in that work to understand reading and the importance of that with their kids. So that group's really pretty strong right now and has a good momentum towards that work outside of the school walls, but things that will impact schools. And I think related to that is some of the work that we're continuing to progress forward with regarding resilience. And, you know, we have a resilience committee and we're really thinking about the role trauma plays in our ability for students to engage in learning and really needing to take care of some real basic level needs As we look at kids who have faced substantial trauma and are sitting in our classrooms and we're expecting to perform at high levels and similar to the literacy standards as we continue to grow in our learning and how we respond to how trauma impacts kids and what we can do to support kids in their their ability to learn. One of the things that is so critical is it's something schools can't do alone. And so as we build these partnerships, not only are we needing to provide those supports for how to read and how to how to promote literacy within our community. We also need to think through there are things that have that are tr- really big struggles that our families are facing in our county and how do we come together to help support our families to support their children to be healthy individuals for the rest of their lives. Because when we start to li- really dig in on some of these terrible experiences that some of our young people have faced, what it results is in in shorter lives, harder lives, and ones that end up building a cycle that will only continue. And so if we really want to make and turn the tide as it relates to literacy, life outcomes, successful stories that we want to all be able to celebrate as kids go through our school facilities, we really have to come together as, as a team and leverage one another within the community, not just schools or mm-hmm. healthcare providers or, or social service agencies, but all of us together. So doing instructional rounds, we would always ask folks as a part of that process what their one wish was for their building or their district moving forward. And I guess in in terms of the essentials and in terms of your roles, when you think about your work with the essentials, what's that that wish? I think 
my wish is similar to the conversations that we had tonight and that to, to build a network that's sustainable and ongoing, one that will be able to fill the gap of teacher turnover and staffing turnover and that the, the progress that we're making and the effort that we're putting in is not something that's done because the individuals that just happen to show up for a meeting and any given night, but that it's work that ends up being something that is forever impacted so that we actually have a robust network that we can onboard people with and that we can help uh, grow skills with some of our practitioners and, and really be something that there's no need for the work to hit pause because somebody's got to catch up, but that it's just, it's embedded in everything that we do and how we roll, roll forward. I would agree with that. I would I would focus in even more on the coaches network. We've seen power and strength in our coaching model that we've launched recently, now adding math to our ELA coaches. And I'd like to see that expanded and having more coaches in the county around those things, but also a principal coaching network. You know, so how do we how do we coach our administrators? And I just want to see that grow. So I'd like to see us be, you know, three times the size we are now in terms of coaches in three to five years, if we could that at all possible. That makes me smile, <laughs> largely. <laughs> yeah. So I guess the other thing that I would just wonder about a little bit, when we proceed with this work and we move forward, you talk about the family engagement, and that really excites me. And you talk about the organization with Thrive and really moving that forward. So if you think about, we tend to talk about the literacy practices and some of our wishes, but thinking about being part of Thrive, how can community members help us? Well, first and foremost, I think helping with things like classroom libraries is huge. So through our Read Early, Read Often initiative in the last, I think it's been a year, maybe less than that even, we've given away 29,000 books. We always need more books to give away to kids. And our staff, including our superintendent, Dr. Severson, has done a great job of when he sees kids in a local store or an office, he's got a book in his bag to hand out and give to them. So helping with resources is certainly critical. I also would say that being willing to be at the table for the conversation is also critical. So you may not be able to provide a resource like that, but can you be at the table to at least provide some insight and give community voice to the problem and how we might look at solutions for the literacy in the county? It's through community efforts, like I mentioned with Thrive, or a group like Read Muskegon, to reach out to those audiences to help with those types of things, because it can't always be schools that do that work, right? So right. how do you how do you engage other community resources into those types of strategies for parents, especially young parents who don't know how important those types of things are. So that community outreach is really critical for that. And and starting as young as possible too, not waiting until they get to kindergarten, but intervening early, early really early is important. Is there the other um, thing that I wonder about? Dolly Parton, is it that Imagination one? Library. Yes. So how do parents access that? Because that's literacy in all kids' hands, right? It is. So Dolly Parton Imagination Library provides a book a month to young students who are not in school yet. You can access it to the United Way. They fund that program. And so there's a way, I think, on the United Way website, uwlakeshore.org, I believe, is the website. You can look at Dolly Parton Imagination Library and how to sign up a family for that. Awesome. That is awesome. Whole new worlds were created as rock twist on into unexplored territory within arms generally. There's always the people that one has to innovate. Um.